Humans consider themselves unique, so they've rooted their whole theory of existence on their uniqueness. One is their unit of measure, but it's not. All social systems we've put into place are a mere sketch. One plus one equals two, that's all we've learned, but one plus one has never equaled two. There are, in fact, no numbers, and no letters, and no podcasts. We've codified our existence to bring it down to human size and make it comprehensible. We've created a scale so that we can forget its unfathomable scale. What? <laughs> Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the I'm so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Best day, big boy, huh? That's bright. Everybody on? Good. Great. Welcome to Facing Off, a podcast where we take two brain-expanding thriller movies we find to be similar, and we compare, contrast, and rate them. I am your NZT-addicted host, Gabe, and this is my USB stick of a co-host, Nick. What's up, Nick? Hey, man. My uh, my drug of choice is actually CPH4. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. You're going to access like 100% of your I'm brain. I'm going to get it all, shit. dude. I'm going to get to 100, man. What up, dude? How you doing? If you're not first, you're last. That's true. And if you're not first or last, you're God? Yeah. I think. I think that's the, the Choose plot. Choose to be immortal or be reproductive. Or be, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> or reproduce. Are you coming on to me, dude? Yeah, let's be reproductive, bro. This room's getting steamy. Uh, uh, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. <clears throat> I'm a little sicky boy today, so yeah. if I sound funny, um, you know, it's because of that. So It's okay. I sounded sick last week, so we'll just trade off. Each week, sounded, we'll get each other sick. You sounded pretty dope, dude. I gotta, yeah. Thanks, man. I was sick as fuck. Uh, <laughs> yo, so I guess like before we get into this podcast, I got a few little like segments first, right. uh, you know, we got an email from Brian Roundtree asking us to do an Oscar podcast and I don't Who's particularly Oscar hey, Oscar come on the podcast, <laughs> uh, an Academy Award podcast about predictions and stuff. I don't really want to do that. Uh, th- I, it's a great suggestion, Brian. I just, uh, I want to keep it to the movies, like the facing off movie thing that we do. Um, but we will probably do some like Oscar v. Oscar movies. Yeah, we will. Um, but I do want to say like if anybody wants to – I, I have seen pretty much every movie but two of the main nominated movies, sick, like the major sick ones. brag, dude. Yeah, pretty sick. Oh, yeah. Uh, but if anybody just wonders – if you if you really wonder what my opinion is on some of the nominations and stuff, uh, feel free to reach out to me directly. I you know I I love ranting about that. Um, I'm actually pretty satisfied with it, uh, regardless of the lack of diversity. Um, the noms. Yeah, there's just a few things I would have changed, but honestly, I'm usually pretty angry by the time that the nominations <laughs> come out, so I'm okay with it this year. You just channeled your anger into uh, one of our two movies today. Oh, I'm going to channel it. Uh, <laughs> and then, do you have any uh, shout-outs? <clears throat> Dude, I never have shout-outs, man. Yeah, I can't you talk like very people. loudly or I'll start coughing, so I shouldn't True. shout anything out. All right. Well, Mike Goods uh, liked all... Shout-out to Mike Goods. He, uh, he liked all of our posts on Instagram and told us that we should do Hunger Games versus Di- Divergent. And uh, love it. Okay, We're going to yeah. do that, Mike. Um, what about Maze Runner, Mike? Ooh, that could be good, too. But Divergent is, like, very, very similar to Hunger Games, sort of. So and it's it not sucks. Divergent from Hunger Games? <laughs> it's Convergent? That's pretty funny. That's oh, good. No. Uh, and That's then the other shout-out is Shannon Susick, Clay's mom. Uh, Clay was our guest last week. Shannon is a fiend. She has been nonstop texting me since the episode <laughs> and asking for more episodes. So here you go, Shannon. This episode's for you. Thank you for your support. We can only do one a week. I know. Uh, and then uh, I got a cross promotion next week. We're not going to do it because they, oh, yeah. they didn't give us the thing yet, but we will be doing a cross promotion. We talked to this other podcast. It's really cool. Uh, and then really quickly, I'm going to read an email from my mom. Uh, thank you for sending an email to Facing Off Podcast, Mom. This is her response to our episode about Hot Fuzz in the Heat, Nick. Um, it's titled, You Wankers. 
Ha 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 ha. You took my name in vain. Yes, actually, I have seen the heat probably three times, and I found it very amusing. I think you guys should take a sabbatical from all things Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy until you can have a more objective point of view. For instance, I think they had great chemistry, and you missed some of the subversiveness of casting Sandra Bullock in that role. Oh, God. Part of... Part of what was hilarious to me about it was her playing that uptight, unlikable person who actually has to learn how to be likable from a totally disgusting person. Just saying. If you don't find a comedian funny, you won't find them funny. It's one of those truisms that's true. That being said, I will try to watch more of Hot Fuzz with Clay's observations in mind. I've tried twice and I've only gotten through to the beginning of the pub scene. I'll go, what the fuck? That's like the first scene. Oh, man. I'll go back to the beginning and try to look for what you guys so admired. Thank you, Mickey Willow. Uh, we appreciate the email. We will take your observations and give them some thought. I will process them. Yeah. All right. Now, um, I do actually have a quick shout out. I yeah. want to shout out uh, the podcast Movies That Molded Me. If you guys check them oh, out, yeah. we've been kind of talking back and forth on Twitter. They're cool, really kind of not like super similar to our podcast, but they do rate movies and they have, um, they're like friends that have, you know, interesting banter about movies. It's kind yeah, of cool. Yeah, it's a cool idea. It's a cool idea. They have a cool idea. And you should check them out. Movies That Molded Me. All right. Yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, spoilers for these two movies. If yes. you haven't seen Limitless or Lucy. Today's episode is Limitless v. Lucy. I mean, we strongly suggest that you watch both. Uh, oh, yeah. I kind of need people to watch Lucy to understand. <laughs> so you can understand my anger in this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Nick, hit us with the synopsis. All righty. Today's episode is Limitless versus Lucy. These are two movies in which people take drugs and make them really super smart and also good at driving. And also, there's, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Lucy's very different in a lot of ways. But they're, they take drugs. And the drugs have similar names. It's about it's a girl who takes drugs. Three letters and a number. Has that's how you name. That's how you name drugs. You just put three names and a number. Yeah, three letters and a number, yeah. Or three, three letters and a number. Yeah. G-S-N-2. Yeah. Boom. Gabe's initials, my wow. first initial, and the number of people in this room. What an accurate synopsis of that great film. Nailed it. Okay. Yeah. So, Limitless is the story of Eddie Mora. He is played by Bradley Cooper, and uh, Eddie is a struggling writer who unlocks his potential after taking NZT-48, an experimental intelligence drug. Eddie is a nice, kind of sad dude who immediately begins to access unlimited amounts of focus, recall, money, and poontang after binging on NZ2. <laughs> NZT. When his stash runs low, his old loan shark comes calling, and he finds himself in over his head, brokering an energy merger for Robert De Niro. Uh, Mora has to think quickly, drink some sweet, sweet Eastern European blood, and find new ways of ensuring his newfound success will truly be limitless. The plot is oh, nearly coherent. Cooper is nearly brilliant as he goes from uh, Jackson, Maine, without singing chops, to a hungover stew from The Hangover, to a sober stew from The Hangover, to just actually, I think maybe just Bradley Cooper, to just being like uh, the dickhead boyfriend character from The Wedding Crashers, and then all the way back again. He cycles through all of the different Bradley Cooper characters in one movie. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. He does. Oh. Lucy is about Scarlett Johansson's titular Lucy absorbing a bunch of drugs that have been inserted into her tummy by Korean drug lords and then <laughs> trying not to Marty McFly away while she's in a plane by taking more of the drugs um, and then using air quotes 100% of her cerebral capacity, downloading all of the universe's knowledge onto a USB drive and then giving it to Morgan Freeman while she texts her crutch, crush the absolute creepiest text you could possibly receive from a robotic supermodel you met six hours ago, quote, I am, I am everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> it is not a good movie. We're going to talk about it now, though. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking pissed off. <laughs> I, I, uh, this is going to be really fun to talk about. I, I was anticipating that it was going to be okay, um, that it was basically going to be just a slightly worse version of Limitless um, that was more sci-fi-y. Um, it is not. It is a pile of garbage, and I'm so excited. I've been to talk telling about Gabe it. for about three days this is going to be a great episode to talk about because Lucy is a big heap of 
dung. This is kind of a good time to talk about it, though, because Scarlett Johansson is now nominated for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, and Bradley Cooper is actually uh, the undisputed king of the world. So That's true. That is true. All right, Nick, our rating scale. We take five categories, and our rating scale is one to seven, one being lowest, seven being highest, and four being average or neutral or in between. We have five categories today. We are going to be doing actoring, spectacularity, eye candy, originality, and a new category called smartistry. Which uh, <laughs> we love our puns, yeah, baby. Pretty good. Nick fired away with actoring. Uh, let's do limitless. Okay. And explain what actoring is. So actoring is. Um, a hodgepodge of different things we lumped into one category. It is how believable are the actors, how realistic are their performances, and do we think that the directors and the writers gave the actors the tools to give the best performance that they could? Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that being said, my rating for actoring uh, for Limitless is a nice little five. And I wavered between a four and a five, but it's that thing where like I don't think that anyone in the movie is really like bad, but no one is really very good. Yeah. Um, Bradley Cooper's Bradley Cooper in it, so that's good. And Robert De Niro doesn't really have much to work with as just like... Yeah, it's kind of weird he's in the movie, right? It's so weird that Robert that De Niro's in this movie. He doesn't do much, but he's not bad. Um, Abby Cornish, um, Bradley Cooper's love interest in the movie isn't bad. Uh, the only guy that's like not great is uh the ex-brother-in-law character oh i thought that guy was actually kind of good vin or vin or i don't remember his name yeah the guy who first gives him the nzt yeah yeah he was fine i mean he didn't really have a lot to work with um he was kind of good shitbag he's a little bit like a poor man's aaron eckhart yeah but you know he's kind of like bradley cooper in the hangover Mm mm-hmm yeah I don't know. Um, what did you give it? I gave it a four. I think it's just very average. Um, that's like how I view fours. Um, you know, Bradley Cooper, even when they make him look like he's like a down on his luck, disgusting person is still absurdly handsome. Yeah. Uh, I think this is the first movie that make that made it seem like Bradley Cooper was going to have this huge career. This was like his first really big like blockbuster moment with him being the lead. Um, that's what it felt yeah, like. Yeah, it did. Um, I was fully down to watch his movies after. I think he's really good at fast dialogue, like intelligent mm-hmm. dialogue. It works really well. It's kind of a ridiculous script at times. Yeah. And I think he sells it really well. Um, I wish there was less narration because I think that really? Bradley Cooper's really good at um, <laughs> showing his emotions. Um, on his face and kind of like you can read a lot into it. And I felt like there was way too much narration in this movie. Interesting. And I saw online on a YouTube uh, video, um, the like everything wrong with Limitless in 20 minutes or less, uh, or less. There was a comment in it that was like, there's way too much narration in this movie. Huh. And I definitely agree with that. I kind of thought it worked for this movie. I mean, he's not bad at it. It's just that it's almost too annoying. I, I don't know. I'm going to talk about the narration a little bit later. Yeah, I think I will too, but... Because um, I had something about that. I yeah. really like Robert... There's it's one a cop part out. I like... It's a cop-out. Well, I'll say that. It's a cop-out. Totally. In any yeah. movie, it kind of is. But um, I really... To talk about Robert De Niro, I really, really like the scene when he's talking about um, how Bradley Cooper's character, Eddie, hadn't really earned the success that he had. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like really smart and he respects him, but he has to earn his success and come and work for him. Yeah, I mean, for I a smart guy, he's pretty bad at doing math because he takes yeah. out a $100,000 loan even though he says he's doubling his money every day. Yeah. And if he doubled his money every day for like three more days, he'd have like $500,000. Right, he didn't even need to get that loan from didn't the loan need chart. need it. Yeah, but that guy is really good. He plays Red Scare on uh, Watchmen, and and I loved him in this movie. I also just um, what, for Abby Corn. Abby Corn of Lube Men. Oh, you afraid of Lube Men? <laughs> uh, what? She's a lettuce. Um, <laughs> Abby Cornish is fine. I think she's a serviceable actress. I've never been impressed by her. What else is she in? Like three billboards outside uh, Ebbing, oh, Missouri. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in uh, Sucker Punch. She's in a lot of stuff. She's just like fine. Yeah, um, she's all right. In no this. one, Like you said, no one is particularly bad, but I think Cooper really carries the movie, yeah. and I think the, the dialogue writing is really good. Abby Cornish does a really good Terminator run, though. 
in that scene where she runs onto the Oh, ice. yeah, that was kind of sick. She's just, running like the T2 or whatever, T1000. And then she just takes a little child and, and yeah. hits someone in the face. She has like four options and her super brain is like, the kid I'm with the take skates, that kid. that's the best option. <laughs> All right, let's do Lucy. <clears throat> okay. Uh, actoring. What, you start. Yes, please. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm wavering because I want to hear what you have to I say. I don't even know what to give it because uh, Scarlett Johansson basically talks the whole movie like this after she takes the drug, and then all of the lines are delivered like this, and all of them are really fast, and most of them are just really monotone. It's like this, and I then mean. she's just saying things, and then it's like the that's the difference. Over. That's what I was talking about with Cooper. I, I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> that Cooper. Is really good at the fast, intelligent dialogue because he's so animated as he's doing it. But they had yeah. her be. Monotonous. He's good at selling the idea that his brain is working yeah. so quickly that he's almost not able to keep up with it. Right. Yes. And that's whereas a good way of it. Scarlett Johansson doesn't sell it, and I don't know if it's really her. That's the thing about this is I'm not sure that the act, the acting in the movie is the problem. I think it might have been the writing. Took nine years to write this, yeah. by the way. Don't know what the freak Luke Besson he's, he's written doing. He has 62 act, uh, writing credits or something, or like 52. It's like an insane amount of writing credits on... Took him nine years. This was well, like his little he baby. He was writing Nikita during then. I don't know, man. I mean, I think I wrote a two... But I, I think just, I'm like, going to give it a two as well. I don't know what else to give it. Like, it's just so, it's just so weird. Like, most of it's not in English. It's technically, we should say, Lucy's technically a French film. Yeah. Even though it stars Scarlett Johansson, who is speaking English, and Morgan Freeman, who is speaking English. And most of the actors speak English if they're not speaking Korean. Yeah, if they're not speaking Korean or French, I guess. I would even the French actors are speaking English most of the time. And they don't speak French that often. I mean, I think you... The thing is, I... It wasn't until this year that I became super impressed with Scarlett Johansson. Because I think she's tremendous in Marriage Story. Mm. Uh, my favorite act, uh, acting performance by a female <laughs> actor this year. And I, she's good in Lost in Translation and Under the Skin. But she just doesn't have a lot to work with here. And at times, she's so absurd in the stuff that she says that I almost have to blame her for it, especially with her like eye movements and stuff that she's doing. Yeah. The whole movie, since this is an, uh, like an auditory medium we're using, we yeah. can't really impersonate you, it. Yeah. But she, her like, eyes are just darting from thing to thing the whole time that she's on. What was the name of the drug? CPH, CPH, California CPK. highway, California highway patrol Four. uh, uh I have a hot take. <clears throat> yeah. I don't think Morgan Freeman is that good of an actor. Oh. Yeah, that's right, Morgan. Podcast over. Um, uh, no, I mean, I, I don't just, know why. No, you know what it is? I think why? he's okay. It's just that over the last decade, he has picked movies very poorly. He's been in a lot of bad movies over <laughs> the past decade. When he, before, I mean, he's he used to show off so much versatility in movies like Driving Miss Daisy and Shawshank Redemption yeah, and right. Seven. And the last decade, he's been in like Olympus Has Fallen and like Wanted and stuff and and worse movies than both of those. Um, There's not really much of a difference from one Morgan Freeman character to the next for the last like five movies I can remember him being in. So yeah. I guess I agree with you. I will say, I know why I'm giving it a two instead of a one. Even though I, I don't think, I think you're right that you can't blame Scarlett Johansson, but normally we talk about the writing and the directing in it, so you could technically still um, rate it lower. My reason for giving it a two is I really like uh, Min Sik Choi, the guy mm -hmm. from Old Boy that yeah. plays the bad guy. His physical acting is so good. It, and it reminds me a lot, actually, of Gary Oldman in Leon the Professional and, mm. er, and uh, Fifth Element. Um, two earlier Luc Besson movies. So I think that's what it is. I really think it would have been better if they casted Vincent Cassell, um, the French actor that's in like uh, Black Swan. You probably know him. Okay, best yeah. Him. But he's in a lot of really good French movies. Um, and I think he would have, he's like in that underwater movie that's coming out. I think he's the captain. Yeah. yeah. Um, he uh, he would have been really good as that detective. And that detective almost looks like him, too. So yeah, he I, does. I don't even know what the I thought it was, was him for a second. Yeah. I just, Let's move on. I don't yeah, know. I just don't think know. that the whole... I just want to say that the whole plot of Lucy revolves around 
and a kind of limitless, but they don't really get into it as much. I mean, Lucy literally has 10%, 20%, 30%, yeah, they just 40% tell you it. popping into the screen. It's all based on a, a, a fallacy, some, uh, like the false idea that we only use 10% of our brains at a time, which is not true. And also doesn't, and like Luke Besson even said, I don't think it's, I know it's not true. I just think it's a good idea. But like, why is the writing so... I don't it's know what the word over the for top. it is. Well, let's talk about. Well, let's move it's like on. it's trying to. It's like it's trying to be a PowerPoint. It's like it's trying to be Morgan Freeman's character's PowerPoint in that one scene. Yeah, I don't know. I, I say that that's like a pretty good transition. Let's move on to spectacularity. Yeah, um, and we'll start on Lucy. But spectacularity is a category where we um, talk about the engagement level of a movie, how engaged you were, or whether you were distracted, or you were worried about runtime and pacing, and um, what kept you interested. Um, I mean, Lucy's an hour and a half. Um, seems but... like seems like longer, which is the first time that we've had such a short movie where I feel like this is longer than an hour and a half, even though it's really short. It. I mean, I hadn't seen it. Nick had already seen it, and he told me. So in the first scene, the editing was so obnoxious that I wanted to turn Second it off scene. immediately. No, honestly, the first scene, because she's Would, talking to the... So first it starts... Well, the first scene, I guess, technically is Lucy, <laughs> the cave woman. Um, the first woman. Yeah, and then it cuts to Lucy, the Scarlett Johansson woman. And then <laughs> uh, it's, she's talking to Euron Greyjoy from uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Pilu something is his name? Pilu Osbeck. Pilu Osbeck. Um, I she's, she's talking to this that, ridiculous but. guy and while she's talking to him, it's cutting back and forth between national geographic videos of like mice and like cheetahs and stuff. And it is so absurd that I was completely taken out of it. Yeah. And that it was so distracting. Nick is like, Nope, you should keep watching. You should give it like, you should keep watching for this next scene or whatever. And I don't, it, it honestly, I hated every second of this movie. Like I literally it just gets worse from there. It's so much worse. I, I think it's, it's engaging to a certain degree to thrust this character kind of like Sicario where you thrust a character into an unknown world and they're confused and they keep the audience as confused. Right. We don't know if we were supposed to have subtitles for this movie or not, but it does seem at the beginning, at least when she's talking to the bad guys that she's, we as the audience aren't supposed to understand what they're saying just as she doesn't understand what they're saying yeah. because it's not in English. Um, so I think that kind of works in terms of keeping it a little engaging early on. Um, I think then there are a series of absolutely ludicrous scenes. The operation scene in the hospital, <laughs> and then the is movie the ends. Most <laughs> insane. Th- I, honestly, it, I wish it just had ended after the first scene when she takes the, or when that one guy takes the pill, um, or sniffs the drugs and just laughs. I mean, her the the hospital scene is like. So ridiculous from her conversation with her mom that makes no sense and her mom doesn't react at all. There's only one moment where the mom says she can't understand what she's saying because it's cutting out. She definitely (laughs) heard the rest of it. Then like her knowing everything, even if she hasn't seen everything. The movie movie fundamentally misunderstands what the word knowledge means. Yeah. You can't know anything unless you've learned it. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson's character doesn't learn anything until she reads all of Morgan Freeman's writing. That's that makes sense to me. That's like in limitless. That's how you learn. Right. You you read or you listen or you hear or like- you hear or, or or you you somehow you take in information. That's that's knowledge. Like in Limitless, he knows that book because he saw it at some point in his life. Right, and the drug unlocks a, like basically unlimited re- total recall. Yeah, um, he's allowed to. He's, he's it allows him to recall things that he didn't even know were stored in his memory. Yeah, and like the way that Limitless presents that is believable to an extent. I mean, like there isn't a drug right. that does that, and that's probably not possible, but. Actually, it is possible. There are people that can recall the weather on a specific day. Like, there are, sure. uh, there are people he, that have that kind of an ability. They're few and far between, but that is within the realm of 
possibility. You don't have to suspend your disbelief. And Lucy, you have, like you said, yeah. you have to suspend your disbelief to such a massive it's degree that it's distracting. Yeah, I'm taken out of the movie because it, it I'm questioning literally every second of it. The movie's trying to be so cerebral that it's condescending almost. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, and that's what the and flash then it's cuts also are so like, annoying. And then it's also laughable because once you push past the idea that you're being condescended, you're then like, oh, this to. movie is so Hey, don't condescend stupid. me, man. You know, from uh, True Romance. Oh, yeah. Floyd. It's um, just like, I mean. I, I, I put a note that. 40, what was your rating for Spectacularity? I'm giving it a two. Okay. Because it's so absurd, you have to keep watching. <clears throat> And sure. I was forced to. I really needed to know where it was going to go, even though I was so mad. There was 40 minutes into the movie, I think, maybe like 30 to 40 minutes. There's a moment where she is talking on the phone to Morgan Freeman, who's in a different country and is far away from her. And she says that she could use electromagnetic stuff to go through his TV, his phone, his computer, and it's all happening all at well, once. Well, if you'd been paying I attention. Literally, no, no, no. <laughs> I literally took off my hat and threw it on the table. I was so <laughs> frustrated. And if that doesn't tell me that I'm like taken out in engagement, I don't know what does. Well, if you've been paying attention, Morgan Freeman, about five minutes before that, explains what's going to happen for the rest of the movie in a PowerPoint to a bunch of French students who are terrible. Yeah, actors. I'm going to talk about that later. The exposition is so ridiculous. That's it's such a... condescending and it's annoying. Yeah, let's talk about Limitless. I gave this a two as well, uh, Lucy, for spectacularity I mean, for you the just same have reason. To keep watching it. It's like the train wreck rating. Yeah, it is the yeah. Um, so Limitless, I I honestly really liked Limitless when I saw it in the theaters. I gave it a five again in spectacularity because I think it's fun to watch. I do think that the plot. <clears throat> Um, doesn't tie itself together appropriately. Yeah. Uh, and parts of it are are so sped through and rushed that it seems like maybe they had more, or it was written differently. I I can't really understand why it's it's done this way. But you you don't have like a clear uh, antagonist besides the lone shark Russian guy. Yeah. Um, who then starts taking NZT and becomes a uh, lone shark Russian guy with a silver suit and henchman. Yeah. Uh, so he like, he like flay. evolves. He's like a Pokemon. Flay, got to, like... That's a good word. I never thought of <laughs> word flay before. <laughs> yes. That, I'm like, it's a four letter word, bud. Yeah, dude. Uh, Just watch Game of Thrones. What else does he say? I'm dubious. That's another nice word. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, he's so great. I'm not like fully make. I just, I love it when he starts talking about, uh, that. but, but like there isn't a clear antagonist and that. So, so the loan shark guy, the Russian guy is an antagonist, but the other antagonist is the guy that, that Abby Cornish's character slices with a, uh, with a little with girl's, a girl's ice skate ice sk- and they wrap with up the girl attached by the way. <laughs> yeah. The girl's still attached to the ice skate. Um, and, and his character is dispatched with. Um, really neatly in about 15 seconds after yeah. the climax of the movie. And it's basically just, they just wipe it under Brad. the rug and they're like, oh, well, uh, all of a sudden Bradley Cooper's character realizes that that guy was working for the energy conglomerate guy that Robert De Niro's character was going to broker with and merge their companies. And then the attorney was withholding the NZT from him. And so he... Like Bradley Cooper just talks the guy into being friends with him. It was so quickly swept under the rug that I didn't even know that any of what Nick just said existed in the movie. I, I missed that's what happens. It, it takes 15 seconds. And like little things like that, I think, could have made the movie better. It's very far from perfect, but it's also very entertaining. Yeah. I gave it a five as well. I think it really helps that I hadn't seen the movie in so long that I didn't really remember where it was going to go. So it was really engaging. I was talking to Nick a little bit about this beforehand, but I think it's, it's a little cheap, but it is a good strategy to start the movie like a thriller like this at the rock bottom of the character's choices to show where the movie's going to take you and what the stakes are kind of. And I do really also think it's smart that in the middle of the movie, instead of waiting until the third act, in the middle of the movie, they tell you how serious the health side effects are of taking NZT. So 
um, it kind of makes it mysterious and it kept me engaged. I also just think Bradley Cooper is one of the more engaging actors. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm forever going to be angry about him losing, of all people, to Rami Malek, who I love in Mr. Robot, but who uh, was not great, uh, in my opinion, in Bohemian Rhapsody no. and a lot of people's opinions. Um, we're going to actually be talking about that next week, so I'll, I'll save it for then. Um, I do think the montages are really cool. I think it like kind of keeps you engaged. Um, the problem is that they also kind of have some extremely corny things that are thrown in there that take me out of the movie. Like there's a montage of him showing off his intelligence and there's a part where he's literally in the middle of this like bar where there's a bunch of people networking, I guess all in suits. And he's talking about like economics and shit. Yeah. And everyone is like super involved and circled around him. Like it's a dance circle at a club. Um, I thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> There's like, and he's also wearing like a leather jacket, like an absolute ass face. And they're all so interested. It's like the, I guess it's like the part in Goodwill hunting where he's like, um, talking to the, the guy who goes to Dude, Harvard. He rocks that leather jacket. You shut up. No, he does. I, I think it's an absurd you scene. Stop. I'm not talking about what he looks <laughs> like. Uh, the fight scene is also really awful. Like it's like really stupid looking, <laughs> which fight scene? He doesn't even the part when he's just like, Oh, I guess he keeps blacking out and skipping. I guess I do know karate. He's like, like, I'm in the middle of a fight. Do I even know how to fight? Oh, wait, I do. And then it goes back. He's not landing any of the punches, by the way. It's like horribly choreographed by the director. Yeah. Um, I think it could have been a little more interesting with a better director. Neil Berger has never done anything that's impressed me that much. Um, But I don't impress you much. It doesn't impress me enough. You did not get my uh, Carrie Underwood reference. Oh yeah, is that Carrie Underwood? Doesn't matter. Yeah, but anyways, Shania Twain. Shania I thought he was. I thought he was Shania Twain. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It was really engaging. I just don't think like I. I think it could have been more engaging, especially with the plot uh, that it had. For sure. Um, let's move on to our next category. That was a five from Nick and I. Um, let's do uh, actually from Nick and me. Um, let's do eye candy. Next. Okay. Eye candy is just where we talk about all the visual elements to the movie, the cinematography, the CGI, the editing, the costuming, the production design, things like that. Anything that really like caught our eye. Um, you, why don't you start with uh, Limitless? Limitless for eye candy, <clears throat> I wavered between a three and a four. Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to hear what you say before I give a, like a final rating for this. Uh, this is like the, my the most important <laughs> category to me usually. Yeah. Um, it's not always the most important thing to me. I think the opening is cool, yeah. but the color palette of the movie and the idea that it's like dark, so much brighter, dark even. and green when this he's exact when he's just normal Eddie Mora and yellow and blue and bright as hell when he's smart Eddie Mora is not clever. It's yeah. I'm gonna give it a three. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a three. I, it had a 27 million dollar budget, which isn't a lot, but it is a pretty good amount. And it's kind of crazy for a blockbuster to have that. Um, I do think that that shot at the beginning that you're talking about, and they do it later. Um, the director calls an infinity zoom, um, which I honestly think is pretty cool. And at the time, it was really cool. Which one? The the very begin the beginning when it's zooming through the crowd like like oh I did like zooming. that yeah so honestly uh, so Clay our uh, guest last week yeah one time it was like midnight or something he sent a snap to us in our snap group and it was him like he was like pretty drunk and he's like sat down to watch Limitless this is a bad idea because <laughs> it's zooming and he's like <laughs> yeah. oh I feel so nauseous and they, <laughs> yeah. I was like texting him the next day about it because I was laughing so hard at that and he's like it never got better that movie is so difficult to watch if you're a little bit dizzy yeah um, but I think it's really cool it's a cool effect and it, it does make you I wrote that it makes you feel like Eddie Mora probably feels yeah like oh, it, definitely. it is jarring, and I like it when the movie makes you feel like the actor probably feels, or the the character. Yeah, totally. I um, I, I there are some things that really bothered me. So I, I like the way that they film his character, like the way that they show his face really works because of how good he is of an actor. But there are other parts where they're filming way too close to people's faces, and the the Safety mm. brothers, the guys who did Uncut Gems and Good Time do that really well. It, it's it's awesome the way they do it. It feels out of place in a blockbuster-esque movie like this. Yeah, they do do it's a lot of close-ups of 
Robert De Niro's leathery face in yeah. this movie. I mean, huh. he honestly looked pretty good in it. Um, I also don't like the memory shots. Um, like when they, when they're going into his memories, they're like like as if he's like looking through his eyes. They're a little black on the outside, and they just look corny. Oh, Remember I wrote I that too. I didn't know what to call it. It's almost like fish-eyed, but it's not. It's it's like just a weird aspect ratio, I guess. Um, and I I, I really don't. The lighting is supposed to be purposeful that his he's everything's bright because he could see so much, but it's just obnoxious and looks really fake. Um, one thing I really like, I like the overlapping shots when he's being productive, like when, when it shows him in the room, it's kind oh, of overlap yeah. and, and it's like him all over the place. Where like there's cleaning like more the than one of him. Yeah. It looks really cool. And yeah, there's a couple really good effects. Oh, that. I hate, hate <laughs> the parts when letters are like falling from, he's like working on a screen on his book or something and letters oh, are and falling the tiles everywhere. On the roof turning yeah. And then the numbers. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. Overall, I just think a lot of these tricks were kind of creative, but like, I I almost want to say they were creative for the time, but it came out in 2011. It's yeah. not that long ago, and no. honestly, it's not that creative for the time because there were better shot movies in 2010. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it a slightly below average with a three. Nick, uh, Nick. That's as well. fair enough. Let's move on to Lucy Eye Candy. Uh, one. Okay. Good. Let's hear it. I gave it a one. It's stupid looking. Hmm. It's the same. It's the same kind of thing that I like. I think about the the way that is written. Yeah, it's like trying to be so next level and like like uh, heady, and it's just like stupid. It's just honestly, there's so many scenes that are stupid. When she first takes the drug, uh, California Highway Patrol four. It's CPH, <laughs> and every time I see it on the paper, yeah, I think it's CHP. Yeah. Anyways, um, she floats, and then she pulls herself back down, and it's like, it just looks stupid. Yeah, she does that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then she like, oh my God. And it's like, and the scene where she's, the other scene where she she almost like dies, she just like Marty starts to Marty McFly and like disappear, and like it just looks silly. Yeah. And then it's explained like her cells are deteriorating, but then why are why is she turning into like pixelated dust floating away that's like Pixie dust. glittery? Like what? What is that? It's yeah. stupid. I gave it a one, I okay. hated it. I gave it a two. I originally had it at a four. And then I thought because because the last twenty minutes are so stupid oh, I didn't talk about this in spectacularity. I think the last 20 minutes of this movie is the worst movie ever made. I feel strongly about that. I hate it. You mean when she turns into uh, the symbiote from Venom and then yeah, and then starts to absorb history? um, No, first, first, for some reason, she absorbs all of the electronics in the area. Yeah, and then she time travels. Yeah. But also, she looks like the symbiote from Venom. Yeah. I Here's, here's it. Yeah. Visually, <laughs> it's kind of cool, and it's, or it's kind of average. But I don't know when what the hell. Cool? I don't know what the hell my eyes when just is it watched. Cool? When is it cool? Well, I, I, I think that Luc Besson is really good at like action filming. I like some of the shootouts. They look cool. I like the scene where she walks in and is killing some of the guards and then goes up to him and then like puts the two knives in his hand, which was for sure stolen from Only God Forgives that came out like the year before. Um, I don't know okay, okay. what my eyes are watching, but the CGI also, it's either, it's either kind of beautiful when it goes inside her body and it's showing like the things like you mean like Osmosis Jones? Yeah, it, it but it kind of looks cool. Like I, I really like some of that. Or it looks absurd and distracting as the scene that you were talking about when she's in the airplane bathroom. Or um when uh what's the there was like another th- scene that like really bothered me in terms of like way too much CGI. Dude, let's talk about how she munches down all the drug in the bathroom in that airplane. That's what I'm talking about. That so scene funny. is so visually stupid. She's just nom 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 nom. Yeah, nom I'm that. just gonna eat all the drugs. <laughs> 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 uh, also, oh, okay, so in this movie, there's also a bunch of documentary footage, and if he 
filmed some of the scenes with the cheetahs and stuff, I actually do want to give him credit. So the movie could have been like higher if I knew, and I probably could have looked this up, um, whether he filmed some of those scenes in nature For um, sure or he not. Didn't. Yeah, and if he didn't, then it's it's cheap. Do that, and uh, I don't know. Um, I still don't think this movie stands out visually compared to other sci-fi movies. And because I'm so confused at what I just watched, and this is a category about our eyes and what we're visually seeing, I'm gonna give it a two. I really want to give it a one, but I have to. I got to be a little. I know what you're saying, but I hate it, so I'm gonna give it a one. Fair enough. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about originality next. Originality. Do you want to stay on Lucy? Yeah. So originality um, is how creative the movie is. Um, One question that we ask is, did this movie need to be made? But there's we're also it's not like the only thing, but it's it that's like a major question that we want to ask when we're talking about. So let's stick on Lucy. You want to go? I gave it. Okay. I I have to. I want to give this a one. Okay. I didn't give it a one. But here's why I'm going to give it a two. (laughs) We're just like splitting hairs. It takes a madman to come up with this many absurd things in a row in a movie. Like you have to really try to not make sense to the level that he doesn't make sense. What was that? uh, Yeah, keep going. You really have, it's like you have to try as hard as possible. I don't think me and you could sit down and watch a, or we could sit down and write a screenplay and try to make it as nonsensical as this. So it's so creative in the way that literally not a second of this movie makes sense. So the reason why I'm still not giving it higher, even though I'm almost giving it uh, a two, I'm almost like commending it for its unoriginality is um, because Limitless came out before this. And it's it's essentially the same plot except for Limitless actually makes sense. Um, so I have to knock it for that. Um, and I also, you talked about this. I don't like that the movie presents its ludicrous ideas through either exposition with Morgan Freeman giving a speech and then going back to that speech at um, the Sorbonne, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> or it shows flash-cut documentary footage of the world and animals, like slapping you in the face right. with its right. ideas. Right. So, so here's the thing. I understand that you are suspo- you, supposed – I can't even talk to you. You have to I'm suspend upset. so much. You ha- I, I, under, I understand that you're supposed to suspend disbelief, particularly with science fiction movies. I love science fiction movies. They're my favorite genre of movies to Nerd. watch and, and learn about. They're interesting. Yeah. They're supposed to test your ideas of what is real and what is not mm-hmm. and what, what could be, right? So I, I understand. I like... I study intelligence i i test intelligence every you day you are intelligent i am intelligent gabe is intelligent i'm a doctor uh it's true um but but you don't have to punch me in the face with your fake your f- fake your science fake you, you don't have to do that like the movie doesn't have to be the way it was. Like, it could have been a good idea. I don't disagree with the idea that Luc Besson could have made a cool movie and, and used the idea that it, what if someone used 100% of their brain capacity? What if that did make them into some omnipotent being? There's, there's an idea there, I think. I don't know yeah. how he could have done I mean, it it's differently. science fiction. It's allowed to be fake. Right, but you but it doesn't feel very good to have it slapped at you and also the way it's put all together is convoluted and 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 odd and not coherent. Yeah. And it's like it's like what what did you take 9 years to write, man? Like are you kidding? Seriously. But I'm I'm telling you. I gave it a I'm two telling you what cuz he- I do think it's a good it is a good idea. Um, it's just like the worst execution. I think it takes nine years to come up with that many nonsensical things. You have to try. I guess you have to try. You have to try to be that incoherent. Um, what is it? This person on IMDB wrote, Lucy took the drugs, but Luke Besson's the one that got high. <laughs> That's amazing. 
Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and this is great too. Answer. Check the genre of this movie. This is a this is an actual uh, user rating on IMDb. Check the genre of this movie. It says sci-fi, which stands for science, all caps, fiction. If I watched every sci-fi movie expecting it to correlate with real life physics, then there would be no point of the genre. All these bad reviewers seem to be on the more intelligent end of the poll, but isn't cognitive enough to realize they're not watching a documentary, five exclamation points. I feel... (laughs) This is a good sci-fi movie, which kind of lets you imagine what you could do if you knew everything and could do anything. Obviously, it's not possible because you would have to break the laws of physics to even get near that point, but it's still good to wonder. No. I hate whoever wrote that. I, I'm going to tell that person, you still have to exist. You still have to have rules. Science fiction movies still have to have rules that make sense. She disappears L- at the end. Yeah, I, I hate this. I hate this movie. When so you much. unlock 100% of your brain capacity, you disappear. It was, Fact. I, yeah. It's just silly. I still the have to give silly. it a two because you have to try to be I that. don't think it's a bad idea, so I gave um, it a two, not a one. All right. And I don't think it needed to be made, so that's Ugh, the end I hate thing. that we don't yeah, get to right. talk about Limitless much in this because Lucy is so inferior. It's ridiculous. Well, let's talk about Limitless right now. Let's talk about originality. Right. What did you give Limitless for originality? I gave it a, um, I gave it a five. Uh, I don't know how much it deserved that, but I really like... I like I said I like this movie. It's based on a book. Um, I kind of interested in reading the book. Yeah. Now, um, because I didn't know that before we did this podcast. I didn't either. And um, I just think that the way that they take the idea of unlocking more of your intellect is much more interesting. I think it could have been a an even better movie than it actually is. Yeah. With different direction and maybe right. a little bit different writing. Maybe they'll remake it someday, and it could be. I mean, they I made it, it into a show on Netflix and kind of expanded upon it a little bit. But have yeah, you watched the show? No, I like the lead actor. Interesting. Um, I might give it a shot. My mom watched it, so mom, why don't you send us an email and let but us I know? Think what it, you I think I think it should have been made. It came three years before Lucy, um, and I think it should have been made. And I think it's it's um, a good idea that's generally well executed. Yeah, I gave it a five as well. I I think what is knocking it down a little bit, I'll I'll get into some specific things that bothered me, but I really do, it's tough when a movie is based off of a book um, for me to rate it highly in originality because I don't really think it's that creative if it wasn't coming from, um, you know, like straight from the source or something. Um, I I don't so here's some things I really don't like that don't work in terms of the creativity of the movie because it's got to stand when we're talking about originality sometimes we talk about how it stands out in the genre and this is a blockbuster thriller I don't like the corny music score it reminds me of a movie like Wanted or Now You See Me in the way that it's scored it's like as very specific thing um uh, I all, but I do respect the Black Keys uh, songs that are throughout. I do it. like it. Yeah. Um, I think musical. I have this. I have this specific problem, and I don't know if you notice this. I don't like when there is narration that's like at the end of the story, but it's talking about the beginning, and it's self-deprecating narration, like the movie Wanted, where it's like, "Look at me. Here's me, twelve months ago. Can you believe what a pathetic pile of garbage I am here? Look." Did I honestly think that was a good haircut? Did I think those were good clothes? Look at me. I'm a pile of garbage. I'm like, I hate that narration. Okay. It's something that, uh, you know, the only time it works is the movie High Fidelity with John Cusack. Because it's, that's Mm. the character in that. Um, Does the capacity of using your full brain make you want to have greased back hair? You tell me because you're someone who does that. (laughs) But he does it with like an insane amount of pomade. His hair is a lot longer than mine. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Um, Beyond the idea, I don't really think the story is that unique or creative. I I think it's still a clever idea. Um, And I remember constantly talking about how cool it would be to take NZT. Um, But But I don't know. The film doesn't really stand out in the genre That's not you, dude. You make decisions that aren't you. Listen to Abby Cornish, bro. That's true. Hugs, not drugs. I would do it. But I I, I am saying that um, the filming... It, it just really, it just, it it does it doesn't really stand out as much in the genre. 
and no. that's my problem no, with no, the original. No. I, I totally agree. Let's finish it off with Smartistry. Smartistry okay. is a category you came up with. Um, do you have my little synopsis? Yeah, I, I do. Um, so we're talking about, obviously, how intelligent this movie is. If it's a cerebral movie, it's got to add up. Um, it, it's got to make you think a lot. Um, or you might ask yourself, is this movie convoluted and silly, uh, ultimately? Um, so let's talk about Limitless. Okay, Limitless, I ended up giving a 3-2 in this category mm-hmm. because it's not really a very smart movie. No. Um, the plot isn't really convoluted. It's just sometimes overly simple. And then, like I said earlier, it sweeps a lot of stuff under the rug. And <clears throat> what I do like is they don't really over-explain what NZT is doing, Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, I don't give a Very shit. good. Yeah. Do not do that. Lucy does that. It's a good idea to steer away from that. Um and but but in that the plot falls short. So like that's what I'm saying. Like the plot of this movie could be tweaked just slightly and it, I think it could be an even better movie than it was. Uh but it's not. So I, I don't think it's a very smart movie. Yeah, I gave it a 3 too, which is slightly below average. I think yeah. like I think the movie adds up, which is your question. Um, I, I don't think it's that complicated of a movie. Yeah, you no. explain that there's like that. There's a lot of stuff they have to tie up, and they do it very quickly at the end. But I don't think it's that complicated of a situation that right. he's in. I do like the end though, where you find out that he's, he's learned how actually to... really. I think he's still on NZT at the well, end. Well, he's like he figured out a way to like keep his body ha- like using this drug without actually taking the drug. I think he is still taking the drug. Well, he tells you he's not. Yeah, but he tells Robert De Niro he's not. Yeah, but he also says in his... Oh, yeah, you're right. It's not the narration. No, See, he I tells tell- Robert De Niro, and then he starts speaking like Mandarin to that waiter, and he looks back at Abby Cornish, and he's like, what? And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> I, th- I mean... Yeah. Okay. Fine. I mean, that's kind of. Cool. I like the. End. I, no, I, I like that, and I. I, I think, like President Bradley Cooper. I also think it sparked a lot of cool conversation. That you're like, what would happen if you took the drug, and like, what should you take the drug, or something like that. My, or I have one problem that that goes into the smartestry when I'm thinking about it. I don't know how realistic a lot of the movie is. Like, no one likes a rambling know-it-all. And there are montages of him, everyone circling around him with him nonstop talking like a fucking asshole. About economics. And, and there's like a bunch of models are like super impressed by him and want to have sex with him. Like I get that he looks like Bradley Cooper. That probably helps. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I ramble a lot and everyone wants to shut me up. And I'm not, I'm not taking NZT. And you look exactly like Bradley Cooper. I know. I look, what's happening to me? Why don't they love me? <laughs> I don't know. I thought that like it's just like a little fake. You gotta in that slick way. your hair back, man. That's true. I gotta do that. <clears throat> um, apparently, a lot of the drug stuff and the brain idea, like the ten percent or twenty percent they say in this movie, um, is kind of a fallacy. But like a lot of the stuff about the drugs and their effects and their dependence and a drug like this, which would be yeah. the closest thing we have to that, is like Adderall or something. Um, apparently it's really accurate. Like they asked, uh, there was some, um, article with like some like brain, um, uh, scientists that was Yeah. Like his nervous it. system starts to shut down and he gets like fevers and yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's like a silly plot, but it's pretty clear. Um, yeah. not really much to like really think about afterwards. It doesn't like, right. It's not thought you. provoking. Yeah. Whereas on the other hand, let's talk about Lucy. Lucy tries real, 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 real yeah, hard. Smartistry, more like fartistry. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a one, dude. It's bad. I gave it a one. I wish I could <clears throat> give it a zero. This but other user on IMDb sums it up pretty nicely here. Uh, this user on IMDb writes, This movie is terrible, plain and simple. It starts out as a fun action movie set in Taiwan. ScarJo is in some pretty cool scenes and acts pretty amazingly. Then it's cut with shots of Morgan Freeman having a stroke and blabbering one-liners about life that would not impress even Jaden Smith. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Ro- Morgan Freeman in this movie is insanely annoying to me. Oh, yeah. Because he's literally... What's up with his eye? 
Dude, I don't know. He's got like cataracts, yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know if that's Feel real. Bad? I don't know. Because this is 2014. I've seen him in stuff since then. His eyes got glaucoma, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Does a dog have glaucoma too? Because his eyes are glassy as fuck. <laughs> oh, dude. And it's, it's just so annoying. And like, it, guess what, dude? It's not smart to just stand in front of people and be like, I think that at 30% of your brain's capacity, you can manipulate electromagnetic waves. At 40, He literally says... At 40%, I, he's just like, I don't know what would happen, but I think you could probably manipulate other people's bodies. And it's like, what? what? Dude? Why? It's How? just your brain. It's in your head. How does that make any sense? And he's like, but there's so many neurons, dude. So many synapses. And it's oh, like, yeah, that's... It's, like oh, it's like more he's than... like 100 billion <clears throat> neurons. And then it's like, it's more than the stars. Quick shot of stars. stars? Just yeah. in case you forgot what those look like. Oh like, it's God. so annoying the way that it crams information down your throat and is like, believe me, believe me, believe me. <laughs> and it's like, it's not good. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm done. I mean, I gave it a one too. I think that it's, it's science fiction, but none of the science makes any sense. None of it makes also, sense. Also, your cells don't choose anything, dude. I don't think even the fictional explanations for the things that don't make sense make sense. I don't even think if you wrote down all the things that Morgan Freeman says in his lecture, like you just said, with the 40% of your brain thing, it wouldn't make any sense later in the movie. No. There's a part in the movie. This I wanted to slam my computer into a wall when we got to the part where she's walking and her hair is blonde and frizzy and she changes her hair as she's walking in, in into broad daylight. Dark brown hair i don't care that no one noticed how the fuck did she do that you can't uh, she changed there's like coloring and stuff in it she could pass through any simple electromagnetic thing in a room yeah. it's like and then it gets to the end the last 20 minutes which are so incoherent where she as you explained earlier she's like not only is she like absorbing these computers and stuff she goes through the history of time like times square and everything and all throughout time and then it goes back and she goes to the first woman ever that is apparently named Lucy and it's supposed to be like which is god true. which and, is true yeah that's but fine but it's not the first woman ever it's the first fossil of it's a the female. oldest fossil of a female right ancestor of well humans. it's supposed to be it's like, like yeah. it's supposed to be like god they, they said it was supposed to be like god touching adam in the painting in the sistine chapel okay fine i'm pretty sure that luke Besson watched 2001 a space odyssey got to the end and completely misunderstood <laughs> that movie and was like how can i make this in the worst way possible had one too many champagnes while he was watching so does it add up no did it make any sense? No. Uh, am I thinking about it afterwards? No, except for the fact that I want to smash my brain through a wall after watching that movie. <laughs> Let's add it up, dude. I'm uh, done. Uh, dude. Okay. Um, my, uh, <clears throat> my total for Lucy is eight. What did I give actoring? Did I give it a two? I don't remember. I think so. I think I did. Email us if you remember. I think I gave it a nine, which is ridiculous. <laughs> I gave it more than you. More than me. Dang. Oh, because I kind of like some of the eye candy stuff. Yeah, that um, was wrong of you. So I gave it a nine. So it's, 17 total. Sad. It's it, sad. Yeah, that's really out. 17 out of uh, uh, 70. Uh, not 105, 70. 70. 17 out of 70. <clears throat> Honestly, in reality, I'd give it a 10%. I think it's one of my least favorite movies of all time. I was talking to, I Julie wanted to watch it and I was like, I don't, I do not want you to watch this. It's not good. You don't want this. Well, I did tell you guys to watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, I, I, I sincerely think you should because I thought it's it, so I bad. I thought it had a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. It, it has a 67. 67%. 2% less than Limitless. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. What did you give Limitless? Uh, 21 total. I think I gave Limitless a 19 yeah, out of 35. Makes which sense. isn't bad. It's like about I, right. It's a solid. Which is what? Uh, 40? Yeah. Yeah, 40 out of 70. Yeah, mine's and, like 54% or something. Like, yeah. Yeah, I honestly, it's a really entertaining movie. I'm glad so, that it's on Netflix. Winner is limitless, obviously. Yeah, I think it's rewatchable. All right, let's get into our accolade section. Eddie Mora, 2020. Let's dude. give some awards out then. Do you have an MVP? Um, Before we get to LVP. Oh, uh, that little girl's ice won. skate. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Abby Cornish using a girl as a weapon. Abby Cornish's uh, T-1000 run. Yeah. Dude. Uh, in wedges, bro. Is... In wedges, dude. Yeah. T-1000 wasn't wearing wedges. That's true. He, he was nothing. He wasn't. He wasn't. Hey, come after us. Have you seen this boy? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll give it to Bradley Cooper. I just think he sold this idea a lot better in his acting. Yes, he um, does. LVP, the 64% of critics who like this movie and have lost Lucy, my respect. Who liked Lucy. Yeah, who liked Lucy. Who loved Lucy. Who loved Lucy or, or at least liked it. They've lost my respect for the rest of their life. I'm talking to you, Ryan Sarek. I'm talking to you, Julie <laughs> Crawford. I'm talking to you, Ben Nicholson. I'm talking to you, Nicholas Ruiz. I'm talking to you, Bernard Boo. I'm talking to you, Paul. See, there's too many of them. I'm talking to you, Michael Compton. All of you guys, shame on you. You don't deserve to be critics. I want your job. Give me your job. Agreed. Yeah, that's my LVP. All right, do you have a a favorite scene? Favorite scene in... Let's see. I really like... um, I really like the scene where Eddie comes back to his uh, his apartment and starts cleaning, and there's like lots of Eddies helping each other clean. Yeah, and limitless. There's a in that really video like the that everything wrong with it. It's like you have a drug that probably will last like three to six hours, and you spend most of it cleaning. Yeah, he cleans not, his apartment, and he then he finally comes back. Gets to writing. There's a ton of like like goofs in in limitless, and he comes back to his apartment, and it's messy again. Later. Yeah, right? Yeah, like, that's yeah. Uh, the continuity errors. There's, there's um, quite a few of them. Yeah, I think my favorite scene in that is the one where re- the the Russian guy comes with his goons. And, and he he's... Like oh, well, the first time he slaps the pill down is pretty epic. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, when he comes at the end and he's like, you know, like the big moment where his goons are coming in to like beat the shit out of Eddie. I'm um, he's just really good in that. Um, and I thought it was kind of a fun scene. Uh, worst scene of of Lucy, uh, I would say the whole movie or the whole sequence with the scientist um, or when she's going through time or when she touches the first female fossil, <laughs> Lucy, because I'm like, fuck or when, you for going. Or when closer. all of the other scientists, by the way, the scientists in Lucy mean nothing besides taking the flash drive that Lucy leaves behind and being like, now we have the flash drive. Yeah, like, that's right. <laughs> At one point, they're like, what is she making? And then Morgan Freeman's like, um, a, probably a future computer or something like that. And it's like, okay. It's a USB stick. Cool. Like, all right, whatever, sure. There's some decent quotes in Limitless, yeah, too. Yeah, well, let's talk about some quotes. Limitless has, uh, has a pretty solid quote that says, uh, Eddie Mora says, I don't have delusions of grandeur. I have an actual recipe for grandeur. Oh, God. I actually hate that. I do love when he goes, you know, you should really be glad about this because me working for you, you'd end up being my bitch. Yes. Saying that, I don't care to if it's Robert a movie. Saying that to Robert De Niro is is, is the badass. hardest thing ever. I think they're like really close friends in real life. Yeah, they they've are. been in three movies. Yeah. Um, um, uh, my least favorite line in Limitless is when he says he has a four-digit IQ. That's not how IQ works. Oh, yeah. No. You could get every question right on an IQ test, and you would not get a four-digit score. Yeah, That's not idiot. how it works. That is not how Take some standard more NZT, deviations work. Uh, this is no aspirin. This shit feel good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he's got a knife. I can't think my way out of a knife. That's a good That's, line. Yeah. Um, uh, here's a great quote from Lucy. Perhaps the best quote ever. First, she says, Mom, I feel everything. And then she goes through a bunch of things that she feels. And then she goes, I can remember the taste of your milk in my mouth. Cringe. Cringe. Yeah. Yikes, dude. Yikes. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't have any other quotes. We've got a winner. It's, to send off. it's limitless. Um, yeah. Let's do plug. Oh, do you have. Um... I got a couple things for Gabe's Movie Minute. Yeah. Hey guys, give us a minute. Uh, saw a lot of movies this year, but uh, a couple ones that you guys should go see. I or you don't have to go see um, this first one. It's on Netflix. The Two Popes honestly blew me away. Like it's, really? it's beautiful. I thought it was really engaging. If you like the that. movie City of God, um, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, it's the same director, uh, Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins are great, and it, it's kind of a shame it wasn't nominated for Best Picture, but it's good. Um, the other one is definitely go to the theaters and see 1917. Great war movie. 
um it's shot uh, like it all, it, like it's like real time, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It's it, Roger Deakins is just the best cinematographer of all time, and um, it's incredible. Also, um, my friend uh, Andrew Berg, who will probably be on the podcast at some point, he got to work on the set of this movie, and he's one of the uh, executive producers. I actually had an opportunity to be a producer on it, but I didn't have $15,000 at the time. You mean the guy that's through this wall right here? No, that's Alec Goldberg. Oh, got it. Um, Berg. I thought that's what you said. No, uh, Andrew Berg. Uh, He let me see an early version, or actually like kind of one of the final cuts of this movie called Minor Premise that's going to be coming out. It's kind of under wraps right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me about this. It was honestly really cool. And talk about cerebral movies that are talking about your brain. Like I believe all the science in it. And I thought it was great, very engaging nice. and, uh, and intense. I like um, that. Do you have any recommendations based on these movies? Um, based on these movies, I don't have any like directly based on these. But you should watch The Outsider on HBO because oh, it's so good, crazy. Might be science fiction. Ben Mendelsohn, don't even know. Uh, Jason, Jason Bateman, Bateman, Cynthia Erivo. <laughs> it is great. It's very creepy. I think it's a Stephen King. Um, yeah, it's a Stephen, it's King. Stephen King's most recent novel. He actually only. That came out only a year and a half ago. Nice. The novel. And then they immediately... Yeah, Stephen King's pretty hit or miss, but apparently the novel's really good. And the show is great so far. The first two episodes are out on HBO. I mean, when you have such a volume of work like he does, you've got... You're bound to make some... Oh, there's one that is so insanely bad, I have to get you to watch it at some point. Oh, yeah. I forget what it's called. Uh... Yeah, I'll let you know, because it's really, really bad, and and we we have to find a way to talk about it. Uh, next week, we're actually going to be doing uh, Bohemian Rhapsody versus <laughs> Steve Jobs, um, the Steve Jobs movie with Michael Fassbender by uh, Danny Boyle. So yeah, we're doing two biopics, um, baby. and my roommate, biopics, baby. Uh, the previously mentioned roommate, Alec Goldberg, is going to be our special guest on that He's episode. straight through this wall. It's as if he evaporated straight, straight through, through a wall. Walls. Um, social media you can follow us there um, go hit us up on Instagram uh, instagram.com slash facing off pod um, you can also follow us on Twitter Nick's been uh, firing out some hilarious tweeting, tweets uh, twitter.com slash facing off pod just look up facing off uh, and then you can send us an email if you want us to read your emails out loud you can send us hate mail we're going to read it on the episodes from now on um, send us an email at send facing us a joke yeah, facing Send off. Me some cough drops because my throat's dry, baby. The email is facingoffpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Thank you for interrupting that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so please uh, send us an email and follow us there. Nick, do you have a send off? You go first. To knowledge. Oh, don't forget to vote. Wh- which one's that? Is that's the last line in Limitless. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. Closes the door on Robert De Niro and says, don't forget to vote. Well, I should specify that I raised a glass of champagne to no one on a plane by myself and said, to knowledge. (laughs) But seriously, don't forget to vote. (laughs) 